Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It's Wednesday, March 9th, 2022. I am Andrew Hansen, ready to break down the Players' Championship at TPC Sargrass. And that photograph I just showed you, courtesy of wonderful photographer Henry Dubois, friend of mine, and he gave me this present. It's one of my favorite gifts I've ever received. And man, what a memorable spot in the golfing world and the golfing calendar each year, that 17th, the Island Green. And the photograph I showed you was taken from that 16th fairway looking over towards the 17th. And the key element there, of course, is the water. And I was looking hole by hole today at the course as I got ready for the show here, get everybody ready for the PGA DFS week. And there are 17 holes where water comes into play. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, great visuals if you go hole by hole on PGATour.com. Uh, but that is is the key here is uh, tr try to stay dry. Um, it is a par 72, 7,256 yards, and it should be a challenging event here because of the weather. Uh, quite a, a forecast here. Starting off tomorrow, Thursday, we're looking at 75, 81% chance of rain and wind around 13 miles an hour. And then the temperature is going to drop a little bit by Sunday. Uh, it's going to go 68, 70, and then 54 degrees on Sunday. Chances of rain will go up from 81 to 94 and then 91, and then only 1% on Sunday. And the winds, 13, 9, 23, and 13. And I've looked kind of hour by hour. And at this point, I think it's a little bit hard to predict if either group, the AM, PM, or the PM, AM group will have an advantage. But there is lots of chatter about whether this event will finish on Sunday. So uh, later tonight, I'll be looking at the forecast a little more closely to see if we can gain an edge with uh, you know the, the players we want to roster based on their tee time. But for now, I'm, I'm going to sort of predict that uh, it may just affect folks evenly or that it's too hard to predict at this point uh, for any particular advantage. So what I did this week uh, to try to uh, build a winner here is I looked at the last two events uh, most closely because if you recall, this event used to be played in May and it's now March, of course. Um, two years ago, at the beginning of the pandemic, this event was stopped after the first round and canceled. So the last two events, 19 and 21, uh, I dug into those a little bit more closely because with the change in timing of this event, it plays differently. Um, basically, it's it's often softer here and, and uh, distance is a factor uh, because you don't get firm and fast uh, like you would get later in the year. So uh, distance is a factor, but if you looked at the stats of JT and Rory, the last two winners, both of them, when they won, they were number one in the field for the week in strokes gained T to green. And then in par five scoring, JT was first and Rory was seventh. So what I did is I looked at uh, this year's stats, the top 25 on tour uh, for strokes gained T to green. And again, what that stat measures is 
basically your your performance relative the uh, to the other players on that course if you take out strokes gained putting. So putting putting aside, how do we get to the to the green efficiently? And that's really the key here. Again, with water on 17 holes, you just need to stay dry. And what we had last week at the Arnold, Arnold Palmer Invitational was very similar. And there has been a trend where if you finish high at the uh, Arnold Palmer Invitational, it often translates well to performing well at the players, uh, which makes a lot of sense because it's in Florida. Uh, you've got a lot of water and wind uh, to deal with. So a lot of overlap there. So that I'm going to give players a little bit of a boost if they played in these conditions last week and did well. The flip side, of course, is fatigue. Scotty Scheffler himself talked about that in his press conference this week, that that's his big challenge is having played in those conditions last week and, of course, dealing with the emotions of winning. It's it's not so much trying to gear up physically for the event this week. It's uh, just trying to avoid fatigue. But... Uh, some things stood out at me when I looked at these stats. And again, I went through the top 25 strokes gained T to green this season and uh, par five scoring average this season. And one thing that jumped out is that a lot of the top players in the world are on both of these lists. And a lot of them are the expensive players that you would expect. So John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa. Uh, I'm going to go through the guys who are uh, more expensive. Uh, Hideki Matsuyama, Xander Shoffley, Scotty Scheffler, Patrick Cantlay, and Cameron Smith. So all of those guys are in the top 25 strokes gained tee to green, par 5 scoring average, and they are over 9,000 this week on DraftKings. So I don't think I'm revealing any major secrets to go through those guys. But here's the fun part. There are a number of guys on this list who are under 8,333. And what's the key number there? That's the average salary for DraftKings, of course, with a $50,000 salary cap. And you have six players. So the average is 8,333. So the way I'm looking at the pricing this week is if we can get some guys under that price who rank highly in both of these categories that should should gain an edge basically uh that's the best statistical approach that that i can find and so there happened to be a number of guys who hit that that mark uh it starts with matt fitzpatrick who is in the top 10 in both of these stats he's only 7700 this week on draft DraftKings. he also played and played well last week tied for ninth uh, so I like that a lot. Uh, he will be a key player for me this week. Uh, Sung J.M. is 8,300. So he's just under the average, which seems like a steal to me for Sung J.M., a guy with that much talent. He finished tied for 20th last week. And as you might expect here, since this stat takes putting out of the equation, for him, it's just going to come down to putting because he's been hitting it pretty well. But when he's a little bit off, uh, he even missed one cut recently. So if he can just figure out that putter, uh, that could be a nice value. Next is Taylor Gooch, who is only 7,200 on DraftKings. I think he will be popular because of that price tag. But he does really help 
make things work at the top of the lineup. Finished tied for seventh last week. Didn't have a great Sunday, so he'll have to overcome that. But great value for a guy with top 10 potential. And then there's one other guy who's on both of these lists who's a less than average price. It's Keith Mitchell, 7100 Another really good price for a guy who's been playing well. Uh, he was ripping off top 20s every week. He did falter a little bit over the weekend at the Arnold Palmer Invitational, finishing tie for 61st. So is he going to have to deal with fatigue? Um, that's my one concern with him. So he's he's on the borderline for me. But I do like those other guys I just mentioned quite a bit. And my strategy here is to get uh, probably three of them and then pay up for some of the studs I already mentioned who are on, on uh, both of these lists. Now, the other thing is I want to add some commentary on some of the guys who are not on both of the lists in the top 25. So they're sort of the secondary options, but they do appear in the top 25 in either of the lists, starting with strokes gain T to green. We also have Luke List, 7,200. Uh, not coming in here playing well after the previous victory. Will Zalatoris tied for 38th last week. Another guy who had a rough Sunday, which again, you know, if you weren't paying attention, uh, that was the common theme. The wind was up, scoring average was over 75. So don't just look at that final round scoring number in a vacuum. You got to put it into context. Uh, Daniel Berger, who of course took last week off after coming in fourth at the Honda Disappointing Sunday for him, of course, but he's a nice price at 8,800. Russell Henley's only 7,400. He's great strokes gained. T to green finished tied for 13th last week. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, uh, he had that win and then he missed the cut at the Honda. Didn't play last week. He's 8,400. Chris Kirk, how about this? 7,000. Another price that just seems off. His last three events tied for 14th, tied for 7th, and tied for 5th last week so he's just really hitting the ball well Corey Connors 7300 here's another guy I like and he'll be on my DraftKings coaches clipboard for the members he tied for 11th last week and he was in uh, some of our lineups I, I talked about on the podcast last week how he had missed three of his last four cuts but his stats looked great and it seemed kind of hard to understand how he had missed those cuts he was close to the number, but I, I thought the the game was was ready to uh, break out. And sure enough, tied for 11th last week. So 7,300, uh, he's a key guy to consider this week. Sam Burns, 7,900. He was top 10 last week as well. Uh, Tom Hoagie, only 7,000. Uh, he, of course, played really well on the West Coast, and then he did miss a cut and finished tied for 32nd last week. Uh, so I do prefer Chris Kirk and others in that price range. Keegan Bradley, also a value play at 6,900. Tied for 11th last week. Really solid. Martin Laird, uh, 6,800. Feel bad for him. He shot a final round 80. So he kind of had the worst of it at the Arnold Palmer. He fell all the way down to tied for 32nd or 52nd. So I can't read my notes there. But he fell down the board quite a bit, uh, you know, dealing with the, the conditions on Sunday. Uh, Mito Pereira tied for 30th last week. He's only 6,700. Good price for him. And Russell Knox is the last guy. And he, he followed up those three straight tied for 33rds with a tied for 55th 
at the Arnold Palmer. He's only 7,100. All right, before I get to the par five scoring average, guys, I just want to hit on a couple of the previous winners. Uh, I've mentioned JT and Rory. Webb Simpson's making his first appearance since January when he finished tied for 61st at the Sony. Uh, he's a good price at 7,600, but I don't think I'll play him. Let's see if he can get back into form first. Siwoo Kim won it in 17. He is 7,300, tied for 26th last week. Jason Day, 7,500. He had to withdraw last week due to the passing of his mother. So condolences there and, uh, you know, hope that he can uh, find some peace and, and enjoyment out on the golf course this week. Uh, his last appearance was tied for 24th at Pebble Beach. And then uh, the winner in 15, Ricky Fowler, as of right now, he's not in the field. He's an alternate. So keep an eye on that. Uh, Martin Keimer is not playing this week. And then Tiger, I wanted to mention, he won it in 2013. He's going to be inducted into the World Golf Hall of Fame tonight. The broadcast starts at 6 p.m. Eastern on the Golf Channel. So check that out. Uh, I know I will be. Uh, and then let's turn back to the par five scoring before we wrap up. Uh, again, appreciate your support on these podcasts. Uh, do hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And if you want my lineups tonight, jump in Discord. You can do that by going to our website, dfscoachtalk.com, grab a membership, and then I will post the lineups tonight, uh, the DraftKings Coaches Clipboard, and then full cash and GPP lineups on FanDuel and Yahoo. All right, so par five scoring. I just want to mention the guys who are on this list who aren't in the top 25 for strokes gained T to green. Sergio Garcia, 7,400. He is a former winner of this event way back in 2008. Uh, Max Homa at 7,500. Tony Finau at 8,500. Probably won't go there. Uh, another guy that's been inconsistent. like to see him get his form back. Victor Hovland, 10,100. Uh, in that group, I was frustrated with uh, Sunday conditions at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, felt like he let one get away. Uh, but he's been top 10 quite consistently lately. Uh, Seamus Power is next at 7,200. Been a little inconsistent lately after playing great golf there for a stretch. Jason Kokrak, 7,300. Jordan Spieth, 9,000. How about Tyrrell Hatton at 7,800? He plays the par fives well. Had, came off of a layoff. I talked about that last week as well. And I faded him for that reason, but he was excellent. So he must have come in sharp with his practice because he finished tied for second at the API. And that's another number that kind of jumps out at me, 7,800 on DraftKings. And then three more guys, Martin uh, Maverick McNeely, 7,000, uh, fell down the board to 73rd last week when all was said and done. Cam Champ, 7,200, same thing. He fell down to 61st. And then Billy Horschel, 8,100, uh, real strong performance last week, tied for second at the API. And seemed... Pretty happy with that afterwards, uh, you know, coming up just short, but great finish uh, helps with everything, including uh, the income, world rankings, FedEx Cup points, you name it. So he's he's in a pretty good frame of mind coming into this one. So that is the breakdown. It should be a really exciting event with 46 of the top 50 in the world playing. And again, I think with the move to March, 
looking at those those stats and the performances for the for the field in 19 and 21 is the key. So go check out that leader, those leaderboards again if you have uh, guys who you're kind of waffling on, you want to make a final decision, check out their recent performance in this event in 19 and 21. And uh, you can find the top 25 rankings for strokes gained T to green uh, on PGATour.com. Uh, same thing for the par five scoring average. All right. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us on, tw on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. And you can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. On behalf of the entire DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for joining me. And we'll see you next time as we look to crush it in DFS.